Welcome to the Saved Man Podcast. Stories of salvation in 15 minutes or less. My name is John Weston, and for nearly 45 years, I was lost in the world of addictions and degradation until I was found and saved by Jesus Christ in 2009. Now I share stories of my life BC before Christ, not to tell tales of lostness, but to prove that salvation is available to all that are willing to claim it and that Jesus can meet you right where you are today. I'll get to it as soon as I can, I yelled into the phone and slammed down the receiver. It was 3.30 p.m. on a Friday, and all I wanted to do was get home and have a drink. As soon as I hung it up, it rang again. As I picked up the receiver, I could barely manage the rage I felt. Why couldn't you all just leave me alone? Several of my favorite swear words followed that thought. And I answered with a curt, This is John, what now? There was a silence on the other end, and then a soft voice said, Is this John Weston? In a gruff voice, I answered, Yeah, and I'm busy. What can I do for you? There was a moment of silence again as I waited. I was becoming more impatient. Finally, she said, John, this is Margie Hooper. I just wanted to let you know that, uh, that Leroy passed away last night. As I listened, I, I was trying to place the name and the idea of someone I knew had died. Suddenly it came to me, Hooper, Margie Hooper my old boss's wife. She was telling me Hambone was dead. It was my turn to be silent, and I heard her say, John, are you there? I could only answer, yeah, Margie, I'm here. And after a few deep breaths, I asked, what happened? How do you die? Margie went on to tell me about the lung cancer, which had eventually reduced him to the shadow of the man we all remembered. I felt tears coming on. One of the men I had loved and trusted was dead. Leroy Hooper, better known to his friends and enemies as Hambone, because as the story goes, he was so ugly as a child, his father had to tie a Hambone around his neck to get the dog to play with him. The truth be known, he really was homely, with scraggly hair and close-set eyes. He was said to scare little children. But among the ironworking world, he was known as one of the best. When I was fresh out of apprenticeship, we hooked up on a project in the iron range of the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. He took me and three others under his wing. We traveled together, and, and he became my mentor and advisor. Soon enough, we went our separate ways, but I never lost contact. And over the years, he gave me confidence to take on jobs I would have never had the courage to do. I depended on him and believed in his advice. How often in life do we depend on human wisdom? We listen to the advice of friends or we seek the counsel of a doctor or a psychiatrist or somebody. Certainly, there's nothing wrong with this. We need the strength and the human advice of those who can counsel us correctly. But more often than not, we find ourselves relying on this without seeking the counsel of the one who created us, without asking God. In the book of Jeremiah, we read this, 
great in counsel and mighty in deed, whose eyes are open to all the ways of the sons of men, giving to everyone according to his own ways and according to the fruit of his deeds. That's out of the book of Jeremiah, chapter 32, verse 19. It is only right that we are seeking the advice of men. But as we do that, we should not forget to be in prayer at the same time, seeking the counsel of God. In the gospel, we see that Jesus never made a decision unless he was in prayer with his father. Look at these verses in the gospel of Luke. One day soon afterwards, Jesus went up on the mountain to pray, and he prayed to God all night. At daybreak, he called together all his disciples and chose 12 of them to be apostles. Luke chapter 6, verses 12 and 13. Jesus did an all-night prayer vigil. Only then would he decide. In our day-to-day -day life, shouldn't our decisions be processed in the same way? In what I call my lost years, I could not believe that you could actually talk to God, to trust him as a trusted friend. I laughed and people would say, turn your problems over to him and believe. How could that be? How could you ask an invisible God for counsel? But as I read his word and did believe, time and time again, he has not only answered my prayer, but has given me life direction. I find that the decisions I make might not all be what I expected, but are always what is best for me, and that I can trust in this verse. And we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God, to those that are called according to his purpose. A famous verse from Romans 8, verse 28. Having God as my friend and counselor has changed everything. I was terribly saddened by the passing of my good friend and advisor. I still seek advice of, of, of my Christian friends, but now with prayer and seeking the counsel of God's word. I am glad that he is my advisor. You can't get any better than the creator of the universe as a best friend and counselor. My friends, that's the best for all of us. As we go through life, the counsel of God is always going to be right and best. Let's pray a bit before we end this. Father God, Today I seek your counsel as I do so often. I pray that as I, as I end this time sharing that, that the counsel that you have for others will open eyes and hearts and they will be open to see who you are and how in your loving way you affect everything that goes on in their lives. And I thank you for this in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Save Man podcast. Stories of salvation in 15 minutes or less. I also want to invite you to my webpage, my-lostandfound.net. Yes, that's my-lostandfound.net. There you will find podcasts and hundreds of blogs, all stories of recovery and salvation. 
And I hope you will join me for the next episode of the Save Man Podcast. Stories of salvation in 15 minutes or less. Until we meet again, blessings and love in Jesus Christ.